My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution, or perhaps I should say, good morning, everybody. I guess really it depends on what time you're listening to the episode, but at the time that I'm recording this, it is 5.30 in the morning. This is by far the earliest that I have ever recorded an episode of The Stronger Revolution. Why, you might ask? Well, because... We are currently under another government shutdown as a result of COVID-19, which means the governor has put out an order that says technically the gym is to be closed and anything else that I'm trying to do, I'm not permitted to do under this government order. So I got a lot of time. Not really. I'm managing it and we're doing a lot of other things online. You don't really care. But the point is, I now have time at 5.30 in the morning to record this wonderful episode. So today's episode is going to continue in our discussion on habits. First episode, we talked about motivation. Last episode, we talked about ability, if you'll recall, not action, ability. That was a mistake on my part. And then in this episode, we're going to talk about the third prong to the B map or B equals MAP equation of forming good habits. And the P portion of the equation stands for prompt. Now I'm gonna use prompt in this instance today to sort of cover two different topics that I want to talk about um, regarding habits. First, obviously, is to finish the three parts to form a good habit, which that is of prompt. Second part is to just throw a few notes in on the episode about modifying habits instead of completely removing habits, especially good habits. You know, we can remove bad habits, which we will talk about in a future episode, but I'm talking today about modifying good habits when our regular routines are disrupted. Now we've talked about similar topics in the past about constantly keep moving forward and adjusting routines and overcoming adversity. And it's a theme that runs through the entire podcast. But what I'm sort of directing the attention to in this episode is when we have a specific habit that we're trying to maintain versus a routine. Remember back in the first episode on habits, I distinguished between routines and habits. Habits are typically one single action that we're trying to do on a regular repeated basis, where a routine is a series of actions, perhaps a series of habits put together in a a prolonged period of time 
um, so that we know that we are carrying out a lot of different actions on a regular, consistent basis. Like you, you have a morning routine that may consist of the habit of brushing your teeth. I won't venture any opinions about the efficacy of brushing your teeth in the morning, but it would seem like that would be a regular habit that would exist as part of a morning routine. So to start for today, we're going to talk about prompts. What are prompts? Well, prompts are simply the reminder for you to carry out a habit or the you have the motivation to do something, you know the the action that you want to perform, you have the ability to perform that action. Now you just need something to remind you to perform that action that you have the ability to do in order to carry out the habit. A prompt can be pretty much anything that reminds you to take forth in an action. One of the most basic prompts that I've heard in the realm of sort of habit forming is simply by taking a post-it note and putting the post-it note on top of whatever it is that is going to be involved in you carrying out the action. The example of a habit that's commonly used in the Tiny Habits book by B.J. Fogg is flossing his teeth. So a simple prompt with a post-it note might involve you taking a post-it note and writing on it, floss your teeth, and sticking that post-it note on the mirror in your bathroom. Another one that I had heard of was when you go to open the refrigerator door, if you're trying to develop a habit of choosing or eating healthy things, you might stick a post-it note on the refrigerator door that says, make sure you choose something healthy or consider what you're about to eat before you open the door. You know, something like that where it causes you to sort of like take a moment of distraction and it's like a pain that's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be carrying out a habit right now. When it comes to putting habits within a routine, a prompt could simply be a previous habit. We talked just a moment ago about uh, brushing your teeth. Perhaps that's a part of your morning routine that's a habit. The easiest way to then add in a new habit is to make it part of your current routine. Hop back to last episode. We talked about ability. One of the five factors that influence your ability to do something is whether or not it fits into your current routine or whether you need to create a new routine in order to carry out this habit. If it, carry, if it fits within your current routine, then it's far easier to develop a new habit than it is if you have to create an entirely new routine around this habit. So one of the ways that B.J. Fogg in his book, Tiny Habits, suggests that you use prompts is by simply taking one of the things that you already do in your routine and using that as a prompt to do something else. Another example that was used in the book that has come up over the last couple of episodes is doing push-ups. There was a, an example of an individual in the book that was trying to develop the habit to do push-ups. So what he would do is he would simply agree or sorry, not agree with himself, sure, but he would simply try to carry out the action of doing push-ups after every time he went to the bathroom. It seems kind of like a silly prompt, but 
Essentially, if he had to go to the bathroom, he would go and he would use the bathroom and then he would use the sound of the flushing toilet as his prompt to then carry out push-ups. And he started very basically with just like one push-up or two push-ups against something that was so easy for him to do that it was almost laughable if he didn't do it. And it slowly progressed as it got easier and easier to the point where he would do 50 push-ups after every time that he went to the bathroom. And these are how habits develop. Another very easy way that I often try to use with my clients in order to develop habits is by using that electronic device that probably sits on your nightstand, is in your pocket, is next to you on the desk, in your purse, wherever it is, pretty much 24-7, your phone. There are reminders options, regardless of the type of phone that you have, that you can set. You can put it into the calendar and use it as a calendar reminder, or I, I know at least on the iPhone, and I know there are other apps out there that do this, and I'm sure there's one that's available on an Android phone. There are to-do lists that you can set, and you can put reminders in those to-do lists to remind you to do something. So one of the recent attempts that I have been working with a client is to try to get him to eat breakfast. So the first thing we had to do was get him up early enough so that he had time to make or cook breakfast before he went to work. So a very simple prompt is an alarm clock. You wake up to an alarm at 6 a.m. because you know that you're waking up at 6 a.m. in order to make breakfast so that you can have it and eat it before you go to work. That prompt of the alarm going off at 6 a.m. is your prompt to then carry out the actual habit. Another example of this would it just be to put a reminder in your phone to cook breakfast. If you didn't, for whatever reason, maybe the prompt of the alarm clock going off wasn't an effective prompt, you could then put another reminder in your phone that then the phone would beep at you and say, hey, go cook breakfast. As listeners to this show would know, I'm not a big advocate of using your phone for pretty much any reason, but this is one of the more practical reasons that you could have your phone on you is in order to help it as a reminder to you to carry out better non-phone related actions in your life unless your habit was to text your parents on a daily basis, and then, okay, fine. You could use your phone to remind you to use your phone to text your parents, and I guess that would be a practical way to use your phone to carry out a habit that's on your phone, but whatever. Don't waste time on your phone, basically. (laughs) No, that's not the message of this episode. We're talking about prompts. So, in order to carry out an action, you have to have a reminder to do so. We talked before, I think back in episode one, about the three R's of a habit. You have the reminder, the routine, and the reward. So you have the reminder, the prompt, the whatever it is that needs to sound off in order to remind you to do something. The the prompt could be anything at all. It just has to be effective for you. And if we've gone through the equation thus far, And we know that motivation is flighty, so you at least have the desire to do something. We've pared down whatever the action is so that we know you have the ability to do it. You have the time, you have the physical and mental capability of doing it, 
it's part of it's going to be part of your current routine you have the money to do it you know all those things that that factor into the ability chain of forming a new habit however the prompt is not prompting you to carry out the action don't look at the motivation don't look at your ability to carry out the action it's the prompt that needs to be changed and don't be afraid of changing the prompt multiple times in an effort to try to carry out the habit. But as we've discussed with the other two factors in forming a habit, if you're changing the prompt a million times and the prompt is just not kicking in and helping you carry out the habit, perhaps it's just not something that's actually going to become a part of your life. At the end of the day, if you just can't form a habit, then there's a break in the equation of BMAP. And you need to just move on and not force it. If it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. It doesn't matter how hard you try. Probably you don't have a very good reason. And that kind of goes back to motivation, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. If at the end of the day, you just can't form a habit, then you probably don't have a strong enough why in order to form that habit. I end up in this discussion a lot of times with individuals over whether or not they're going to make the effort to come to the gym to work out. I can give you the action. Come to the gym to work out. You're obviously here sitting in front of me, so you have some kind of motivation to come and work out. I'm going to teach you how to do it. As long as you have the ability to get here, I'm going to give you the ability to do everything else. We can set all kinds of reminders. I can text you, I can email you, I can call you to remind you to get to the gym. We can work on every possible prompt, but if you still just don't come to the gym, then clearly by that point, it is just something you don't want to do. And if you don't have a strong enough purpose behind the action to begin with, it doesn't matter how strong or hard you try to push the equation of B equals MAP. The habit is just not going to form. So look at your prompts, figure out what you think is going to work for you. Try the prompt. If it works, great. You hopefully are developing a new habit. If it doesn't, try a different prompt. From here, I want to move the episode over into change. And this kind of goes with the theme of these habits to begin with, but we've at this point formed the habit. You have the action, you have the motivation, the ability, and the prompt to carry out that action. So let's assume you are now carrying out your new habit. Great, you formed a new habit in your life. It's a good habit. Again, we're going to talk about bad habits and how to get rid of those probably next episode. But at this point, what happens then when life comes in and changes your regular routine. We've talked about overcoming adversity and change in the past, major changes in your life. I think the episode we talked about was overcoming major changes or something to that effect. Um, but we've talked about you know things, especially here in 2020 when this episode is being recorded and we're amidst COVID-19. And you know, I always imagine that maybe like five years or 10 years down the road, somebody's gonna be listening to this episode and like, I wonder what the COVID-19 situation that we are dealing with right now is going to be like to those individuals who are going to be hearing this at a later date. But regardless, I assume you know what I'm talking about. COVID-19 has pretty much destroyed everybody's 
routine in some way, shape, or form. We've already talked about how to sort of overcome that and, and modify and keep going forward and be flexible. But in relation to a habit, what do we do when our entire routine gets disrupted? It's very easy for me to talk about this in relation to working out. So that's where I'm going to start. I might throw in some other examples as we go. But let's assume for a second that part of your morning routine is forming the habit to come to the 6.15 a.m. class every day at the gym. When 6.15 rolls around, you know that it's time to get to the gym. Or maybe it's at 6 a.m. When 6 a.m. rolls around, you know that it's time to get to the gym. Your prompt was getting up and getting ready to go to the gym, brushing your teeth, etc. And then the habit is simply leaving the house and coming to the gym to work out before going back home and getting ready for your work day. But then the governor comes out and he shuts the gyms down because of their potentially spreading COVID-19. Now all of a sudden, your routine is disrupted. You can no longer go to the gym. So that habit is also now disrupted. And we could look at this pretty much anytime a routine is disrupted, but sort of what I would like you guys to first sit back and, and question is, is the entire routine disturbed or is it just one action within the routine that is disturbed? A lot of people had difficulty with this back during the first shutdown and quarantine from COVID-19 back in March of 2020 when part of their morning routine was getting up to go to work. And when the shutdown came out and basically shut down the United States, except for essential workers who could still go into the office, people just threw their arms up because now their morning routines were entirely disrupted because they no longer had to leave for work. And what I tried to explain to people around that time was, the habit itself of quote-unquote going to work or part of your routine doesn't change. It's just the actual action. That, sorry, those were two very similar words back-to-back. -back. This specific action is what's changed. So you wake up in the morning, you eat breakfast, you brush your teeth, you still have to get dressed you know, whether or not you're putting on your workplace clothes like a suit and tie or a nice work dress or whether you're just putting on some athleisure wear in order to be comfortable throughout the day, you're still getting dressed. But then instead of leaving your house to go to work, you're setting up shop to work somewhere else. You're still carrying out the same action. It's just the actual form of that action looks a little bit different. And if you're ever going to carry out a habit for a prolonged period of time, you have to understand that there's going to be a disruption to this habit at some point. And if you are unable to modify the way that the actual habit is carried out, then there's a very low chance that this is going to become a lasting action in your life. So back to working out, here you are trying to go to the gym at 6.15 in the morning. You've allotted an hour of your time somewhere along the way. Sorry about that. You've allotted an hour of your time during your day in order to get to the gym. And it's probably even more than that. It's probably an hour and a half of your time. So now that the gym is closed, there's this hour and a half gap in your regular routine. Some people are just going to scrap the entire routine. But what I'm going to challenge you to do is not 
give up the entire routine, but simply change the form of the habit. So you already have this blocked out time from let's say 6 a.m. to 7.15 that you would regularly be working out. Still work out. It's just the actual form of the working out is what's going to slightly change. You're still quote unquote going to work. It's just the form of you actually going to work is just going to change a little bit. And we could discuss this, we could figure this out with just about any kind of habit that you would develop. Look at something like brushing your teeth, something that's so simple and fundamental and part of almost every one of our lives that we don't even think about it as a habit, but it is a habit. It is a regular action that's carried out on a regular consistent basis, i.e. probably morning and evening, or at least one time of day. But when there's a disruption to our regular routine, the habit of brushing our teeth doesn't change. We still brush our teeth. We just might do it at a different time or as a different part of a different routine. But we still make time to brush our teeth. The action of brushing your teeth might change. Maybe you have to wander around the house and do different things while you brush your teeth. Maybe you're brushing your teeth at the kitchen sink instead of the bathroom sink because somebody else is occupying the bathroom. Maybe you're brushing your teeth, uh, I don't know, um, in a hotel room or something like that. But the actual action of brushing your teeth is the same. It's just how you carry out that action has changed. And if you're ever going to form a lasting habit, you have to be flexible in how the action is carried out. Otherwise, if you're so rigid about this is how the action has to be done. If I don't go to the gym, I don't work out. If I can't fit brushing my teeth into my morning routine at 5.30 in the morning, then I'm not going to brush my teeth. If I can't handle working, if I can't get in the car and drive to an office and set up to work out of my office, then this is going to cause major major disruption to your life. And these habits are they're just going to be flighty habits. So go back to the actual action that you want to carry out. Make sure that you have a purpose for carrying out that action. That's what's going to get you through those quote unquote dark times when you really just sort of, mm, maybe I don't want to do this today. Case in point, yesterday, I was getting ready to eat lunch. Now, my daily lunch is generally a handful of spinach, some cut up vegetables on top, an apple, a banana, a protein shake, and some peanut butter. That is my daily lunch. If you ask me what I'm gonna have today for lunch, that's what I'm gonna have today for lunch. If you're gonna ask me what I'm gonna have tomorrow for lunch, that's what I'm gonna have tomorrow for lunch. It's probably fair enough to say that that's a habit. It's not enough just to say that I have a habit of eating a healthy lunch. That is my habit. Like it is the same thing every day. Yesterday, I really just didn't want to eat that. Um, I didn't have a lot of motivation. I think when I left the uh, gym to head home, I caught whiff of like some fried food that was wafting through the air from some local restaurant. And I was like, man, that smells good. I was also really hungry at the time. And by the time I got home to make it, I said to my wife, I really just don't want spinach and an apple and a banana today. But 
that doesn't matter because I have a strong why behind it. And so when I'm wavering on what it is that I actually want to do, I can fall back on why I want to do it as a way of re-motivating myself to do it because we all know motivation is flighty. So once we have a strong why, that's going to help us with our motivation. After we have the motivation, we then have to have the ability to do the action. Knowing that we have the ability to do it, we then form a prompt that reminds us to do it. Put all of those things together and you form a habit. Be flexible about how you carry out that habit and you're putting yourself into a road for success. Let's finish up with a quote. This quote comes from John Maxwell. No idea who he is. I just like the quote. He said, quote, You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret to your success is found in your daily routine. End quote. Kind of sounds familiar. Go to it. Form some good habits. Make positive changes in your life. Carry out daily routines. Small incremental changes lead to success. Guys, thanks for listening. It is now 5.54 in the morning, and I'm going to go do a lot of other things that I need to do for the day. Enjoy your day. We will talk with you soon.